fact we started looking at this scripture last month we brought it into this month last month we we're talking from the title a more excellent way now this month our prophetic uh, focus is uh, exceeding expectations and still valid this scripture is still so valid to even uh, some of the things that God wants to do in our lives this morning uh, this month first Corinthians chapter 13 reading from verse 3 uh, 4 to 8 uh, this morning what I would title my discussion will be yours sincerely yours sincerely first Corinthians 13 reading from verse 4 the Bible says love suffers long and is kind love does not envy love does not parade itself is not puffed up does not behave rudely does not seek its own is not provoked thinks no evil does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth bears all things believes all things hope all things endures all things whether there are uh, love never fails but whether there are prophecies they will fail whether there are tongues they will cease whether there is knowledge it will vanish away the bible says love never fails can somebody say that loud make it louder can you say my love will never fail so this first corinthians 13 is is an expose on love and if you if there is anything that you can picture or or get as a summary of what jesus came to preach it was that jesus came to say that everything that god has been trying to say is love you know the 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 the, the most popular scripture that many people know about is john 3 16 and it's popular because of a reason you know it looks like it's simple to read but i believe the one of the reasons it's popular is because god wants it to be the emphasis of the new era that jesus brought that that scripture says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life so that means jesus brought the soul love of god dimension that's what he brought that's why when they asked him what is the greater commandment he condescended 10 commandments into like two commandments which is also like one commandment because if you were going to ask jesus what is the one commandment we just say love <laughs> and he said it will be love to god it will be love to men that's it you got it if you if you get it on that level then you got it i'm trying to find that uh uh is it you got it you you get it <laughs> oh my god some people need to add some other jobs to their jobs <laughs> or some other profession to their profession but in scripture we meet the god who loves the god who loves if you read scriptures like luke chapter 15 luke chapter 15 has the story of the lost lost coin lost son but you see especially in the story of the lost son the emphasis of that story is to show how big the father's love is i remember that song we used to sing how big the father's love for me how big you 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 don't understand you don't understand how lavish the love of god is it's like fraud it's like a scam <laughs> it looks too good to be true that's why some people can't even receive it but believe me it is true it's a big big love so love is major now i i i saw this uh, 
summary of first corinthians 13 to to 8 and i just want to read it quickly to you it was showing love in different way he says uh the uh from from verse 4 that love in passive love in passive that is no hurry suffers long bears believes hopes and endures all things love passive there's a dimension of that in that first corinthians 13 4 to 8 what do we see in first corinthians 13 4 to 8 we see love in action so love is not only passive love cannot only be something that can wait and can stay it's also something that is in motion and is passive how do we see it in there it never acts rashly it's not insolent not inconsistent not puffed up not proud that is love we also see in this scripture love in competition oh we can be in competition we can be in a place where it looks like there's some level of comparison but love can still function there because love does not envy love is not jealous oh yes that's the love of god you can also see in this first corinthians 13 uh love in hiding love in hiding what does that mean it means that it does not parade itself there's no air around it it walks then retires it does a little and then steps back it it, it it shows up and then pulls back is that love that is going to allow sometimes for you to be yourself you know some, sometimes it's as if around some people you cannot just be yourself you know they, there's always this demand for some level of performance that is beyond you but what we are reading in this first corinthians 13 is love in hiding there's a dimension of love that works in that way what are we reading in first corinthians 13 4 to 8 is love in society does not behave unseemly love is not just interpersonal it is congregational it is so societal it is something that needs to move to the neighborhood you see when you understand that when the bible speaking in john chapter 1 said in the beginning the word was with god then in verse 14 he said the word became flesh every word of god must become flesh and then i like the way the message translation put it it says the word moved into the neighborhood any word of god that remains in church that remains just in you that doesn't move to the neighborhood you have not performed everything that that word said love is societal love is societal we, we, we must see it in the community your community of friends your congregation your nation your neighborhood love is societal it does not behave similarly you're always polite at home with all classes it never is rude or discourteous what is what are we reading in first corinthians chapter 13 don't mind me for rushing through this because this is just my introduction i'll i'll, I'll, I'll slow down a little bit shortly love in essence not only do we see love passive not only do we see love in action not only do we see love in competition not only is it that is talking about love in society it's also talking about love in essence where it is saying love is not selfish it is not sour it is not bitter seeks only good of others does not retaliate or seek revenge does not retaliate or seek revenge i think it was on wednesday in the bible study i was talking about the fact that one of the ways to position for the blessing is not to seek revenge i know that sometimes it feels like let me pay them back in their own coin and that does not mean you should not give god opportunity to pay people back let people read their consequences in fact you can't stop that what they sow they probably may read but many times people try to defend themselves fight for their right and sometimes in fighting for rights you become wrong 
I found that in many families. The husband wants to fight for his right. The wife, and in the fighting for right, you now become wrong. Let me tell you, two wrongs does not make a right. The fact that they were wrong and you are now wrong does not mean that you are now right because they were wrong. God doesn't mark our script because of the other person's script. He doesn't say, well, because they failed, then now your own failure has now become past. You know, they grade according to the curve. Pastor, you know that because you're a lecturer. <laughs> Sometimes you grade according to the curve. You look at the class average. But that's not how God works it. No, 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 no. He looks as himself. Our standard is him. Uh, you, your brother is not your standard. God is your standard. God, he grades you according to himself. You remember when Jesus came? Jesus said, be ye therefore perfect or mature, even as what? Your heavenly father. Not your heartly father. Not your church father. Not any other person around your life. But according to your heavenly father so when it comes to love love in essence it doesn't seek revenge there's also love in disposition your disposition you know last week i was talking about the fact that there is an attitude that affects our altitude or there are attitudes that affect our, an attitude is a disposition your frame of behavior the way the way you approach life because you see life is not what it throws you it is your response to life let me tell you the truth there are people that will tell me well pastor you know i had a very tough week yes it's your rest you, you, if you have a tough week you have to respond with the toughness of god not just with the toughness of man you don't respond to life on 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 the on the on a normal level or on a fleshly uh selfish and carnal level you need to operate from the level of god you know when you read isaiah chapter 55 and you start reading from verse 8 the bible talked about the fact that my thoughts are higher than your thoughts sometimes when people read that thing they think god is trying to say look i'm bragging god is bragging and say look your thoughts can never be my thoughts no no he says my thoughts are higher than your thoughts my ways are higher than your way then he now says so shall my word be so if you can find my word if you can stay with my word if you can let my word take you over my word will make you to align with my thoughts and this way my thoughts are high your thoughts will now start going high so that scripture is not saying you, you cannot have high thoughts it's not saying that well every thought you have is always low if you have the thought of god that's the thought of god if once it's the thought of god and you take it as your own new thought you are on that level it's not that you are god in this god of the universe but you are operating on a level different from normal man and so what are we talking about this morning there are different dimensions of love that we are seeing in this first corinthians chapter 13 we'll be looking at some of them and i want to focus on one today but i just wanted to do a recap of some of the things that we see in that scripture love in essence love in disposition never irritated never resentful what about what about do we see in this first corinthians 13 we see love in conduct love in conduct it hates sin it doesn't rejoice about sin it does not celebrate sin some people the way they talk about sin even when they don't do it they it's like they are they are clapping for it back in the day when and they, you relish yesterday as if yesterday is the only day in the calendar <laughs> it has gone you should look to god as the present and i'm not saying be fake which i'm about to talk about now but but i'm just saying that you should not glorify that yesterday that is not honoring god don't glorify it because some people they want to glorify it and be clapping for it no 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 no. let's put it aside because there is something about your conduct in love there's love in conduct it takes sins never glad when others go wrong always gladdened when goodness happens to others but this is my focus this morning 
there's love in profession and this is sincerity the way we profess our love in a sincere manner what does that mean it means that it is possible to be sincerely or to be sincere it is possible to have love in such a way where you are sincere so what does it mean to be sincere number one it means not to believe a lie it means not to believe a lie do you know the truth many people have believed a lie <laughs> many many people in fact let me tell you the devil's main product is not sickness the devil's main product is not uh, demonizing people no it's a lie it's lie what the devil uses is trickery it's like excuse me i don't know why this is uh it's like what happens when magicians walk most magicians is trick there are some evil guys you know some people really really do demonic stuff but many of them do trick you know something like they, they will do their hand like this and then give you illusion that maybe they cut their finger you know they, there's, there's all kinds of tricks you 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 pl- put things in their hand and then it, it looks like that thing disappears but it didn't really disappear they, it was a trick that's how the devil plays majority 99 percent of his action is trickery and that trickery is what makes him the father of lies <laughs> speaking in john 8 44 he says the devil is the father of lies he says when he speak a lie he is speaking his vernacular <laughs> when the devil speaks a lie he's speaking naturally he's just talking the way he normally talks you know that's why when you live a lie when you believe a lie you are not partnering with god you are not partnering with love you are not sincere to be sincere is not to believe a lie uh, this is the testimony that the apostle paul was speaking about in second thessalonians chapter 2 second thessalonians chapter 2 from verse 11 second thessalonians chapter 2 from verse 11 the bible says even him whose coming is after the working of satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved for this god god sent them strong delusion that they should believe a lie there are people that have believed a lie and believe me it's not just only people that don't have not become born again the devil is still selling lies to believers now the lie is not only for you to do wrong thing he also wants to lie to you about who you are in christ he lies about your identity he tells you that failure is not an event it's a person he tells you that what you did yesterday is not in yesterday it's in you so it's going to happen again he has lied to some of us that we're even scared to take the next action the next step do you know that the reason why many people are not acting in line with scripture is not because they can't the devil has lied to them and they have believed the lie they have believed the lie it's like classical conditioning when we're in school in psychology class they taught us about classical conditioning that's the way they train dogs that's the way they train animals they put they associate things with actions and after a while when they see those things they begin to to do those actions so once it's like programming them for something maybe you need to give me the other mic because i don't know why i'm messing up this guy it's like they've been programmed for something that is not supposed uh, to be all right 
this feels better. I even like this sound. Amen. I sound more forceful. <laughs> that one sounds like I'm speaking in tenor. There's nothing wrong with tenor, but uh, it just, <laughs> it's just a little thinner. So there are many people who it seems that the devil has put them in a box, has programmed them. Some of them, if they come to his church service like this, all the things I'm saying, there's a conditioning. Don't mind them. <laughs> it's a lie. You know, <laughs> in my house we have that yimu yimu. Was, God help me now. I, I, I said a word I shouldn't say, but <laughs> what is that word in English? When you, you do your nose like that, being cynical, being cynical. Okay, nah. the, the action of moving your nose up and down was the word. <laughs> There's a name for it in another language. I thought maybe there was a name for it in English. Whatever, but sometimes we just me and my wife would just say well we use the word that means cynical and the devil has put many people there where there's almost everything they, they, they suspect everything they think everything something is wrong there they suspect pastors oh don't mind them you see that shoe that I bought is the offering that just came into that boulder oh I'm telling you it differs me some people to just believe that once you see a pastor ah you see this suit I've not seen this suit before I've never seen him wear this suit. These guys are always buying suit every day. And sometimes when we see something, say, don't mind him. He's just saying, this is performance. They've rehearsed this thing. Let me tell you, the devil is a liar. The, the best thing you should doubt is the devil, not God. The devil wants you to put doubt against who you should believe and believe who you should doubt. He is the one you should doubt. When he tells you a lie about yourself, doubt what he says. Doubt it. That he tells you you can't do it. He tells you you failed yesterday. He tells you you are not the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He tells you what God did not call you. Tell him he's a liar. And you know one of the things he does? He now begins to bring facts. He now begins to show you what is happening. And let me tell you, what is going on is greater than what is happening what is happening is temporal no, the, the apostle said why we look not at the things which can be seen because the devil manipulates these things that can be seen his way of lying to us is the things that we see is the weather that you see is the thing that you see outside there and when you see it outside there you conclude that it is like that but ladies and gentlemen he said why we look not at the things which are seen for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen they are eternal let me tell you the truth the devil is a liar it's not just a cute word this is truth the devil is a liar and so he lies to people and when it comes to being sincere is that you are believing the lie and when you now believe the lie you're now believing that lie so an insincere person is a person that is living a lie a lie that he has believed a lie that the devil told them whether about themselves whether about other people it is living a lie what does it mean to be sincere to be sincere mean when there is no guile when what you see is what you get when there is no guile when if i say this is white and it's really white i'm not trying to trick you i'm not whining you like some of these social media people say are you whining me <laughs> when there's no guile in john chapter 1 and verse 47 john chapter 1 and 47 the bible says jesus saw nathaniel and he said an israelite indeed he said there is no guile he says 
Jesus and Nathanael coming toward him and said to him, Behold an Israelite in thee, in whom there is no God. This translation says, in whom there is no deceit. That is sincerity. He says, look, what you see is what you get. That is what love wants to make us if we partner with God. He wants us to be what you see is what you get. There is no, there is no fake about you. Because <laughs> 2023 is not always what you see is what you get. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not always what you see is what you get. I got the check yesterday and I was saying to myself that ah, it was from Facebook and some settlement of there. Maybe some of you even got it. And I told myself, all these companies that sell us free things, what are we using to buy these free things? Huh? We are buying some, because for them to be paying that check, they have violated something that you didn't even know about. Because I didn't know about the claim. I just saw the check. I said, wow somebody has been caught in the very act they caught them why what you see is not what really is yeah it's, ah, facebook is free who told you that uh, you don't know what you sold you sold your it's something about biometric i'm like biometric biometric has to do like thumbprint and all of that kind of, I, i've not read the thing i don't even know where it is is it in your car moses the, the maybe it's in your car okay <laughs> were together yesterday evening so I, I, it was there i was opening it but you see when it comes to sincerity it means no guile what you see is what you get when it comes to sincerity what does it mean to be sincere no pretense of showmanship no pretense of showman i am not acting it's not like you are trying to pull up a show you know some people they pull up shows even in the presence of God, I love you, Lord. And God is saying, I love you too, but I wish you can tell me this when there's nobody here. Do you know that? Because some of us, we are so loud in church. Praise God. <laughs> Be loud with me when nobody sees me. Let me tell you the truth. God that you don't find in the private, in your privacy, you can't expect Him to show up in the public. Ah, you only be doing drama. God is more of a private person. Go and read through scripture. Majority of encounters, mighty things, he will do it in privacy. He will do it in privacy. God shows up in a congregation like this. Don't get me wrong. But God shows up in privacy. If you're a person of the closet, if you're a private person, if you are, that is where sincerity happens. God wants you to be sincere when nobody's seeing you. He wants you to, he wants, he wants you to understand that you have an audience of one yes you should think about your brothers and sisters but eventually it's all about god it's all about the audience of one i'm going to get to that real quick but what it means to be uh, 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 not sincere is to be pretentious is to be a showman an actor <laughs> an actor and many people are actors if some of us have young children and sometimes they will be playing you you're like oh, stop that <laughs> i was a child too you are, that's a that's a show you are putting up something you are going somewhere go there straight now in fact i know your destination i will help you get there this is where you are going and god is like that for some of us we are show it's showmanship all right so what does it mean to be fake uh, to be insincere it means to pretend and to be a showman what does it mean to be uh, sincere it means not to be fake but be real authentic a study was conducted a while ago and they asked 
what is it that put many people away from the church you know what one one of the biggest answer was they say many church people are not true they are fake hypocrisy they fight you know you know you know it's the church we fight um uh, what was it that we are fighting about the abortion okay <laughs> and you're like you are fighting against life that people should pro- protect life but you are not protecting the life that is already here because people can carry any kind of gun so if you fight for life from the womb you should fight for life from the womb to the grave it's not just from the womb alone don't you and it's like double mouth we will we will when it is convenient we are against it when it's not convenient we are for it or you know you is that's what you call fake and it happens a lot in church a lot oh, a lot brother god bless you god bless you but inside you have like god knock you god knock you yeah yeah <laughs> you you know sometimes it will have been very maybe one day they will start making technology together when you just show up in church your heart will be on your chest that time everybody will be online <laughs> because as Joshua is welcoming you say, ah, is this you ah, I'm not shaking you <laughs> because he saw your heart he saw that ah, brother brother this is you oh my god I didn't know you have this heart and when he's complaining about you you too see her heart say, ah, sister 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 <laughs> so what it means to be sincere is not to believe a lie what you see is what you get no pretense no no showmanship not fake but real i love the scripture john chapter 1 verse 12 in the message translation john chapter 1 verse 12 the bible says but whoever did want him whoever did want him who believed he was who he claimed and would do what he said he made them their true selves their child of god selves what does it mean to be sincere you become your child of god self you are fake you are not fake you are an original many people were born original live as fake and die as fake i know that you know we do enhancement especially the ladies they have pseudo nails pseudo eyelashes oh, sorry it's not pseudo eyelashes. <laughs> What did I get that to know from? I don't want to say fake because some people will say fake nails, fake, but you know. And it's okay, it's all it's okay to enhance things. But your life, your the life, you as a human being, you have to be original. We 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 must meet the real you. You must allow the the you that God has made you. When you gave your life to Christ, God now gives you the power to be your true selves. What we call sons of God is being your true self. You go back to the Eden picture of you. You go. That's what that's what salvation does. It takes you back to Eden. Salvation is taking you back to a garden because you know this thing is about gardens. We started in a garden. He, Jesus almost lost it in a garden, and we are going to be taken back to a garden. You remember that's what happens in Revelation. We get back to paradise. It's like Garden of Eden again. It's about garden, and God is saying we need your true self we need the original you because what has happened is that when you gave your life to christ we took you back to that garden the garden of eden so this morning god is saying to you he wants you to be yours sincerely he wants you to be real he wants you to be authentic now let me let me walk through some personalities that you have to be authentic with number one you have to be authentic with god 
you have to be authentic with God do not let your relationship with God be a third party relationship let it be one on one some people the way they deal with God they deal with the God of their fathers you know he's the God of Abraham don't get me wrong he's the God of Isaac don't get me wrong but Jacob must know him as his own God <laughs> don't deal with the God of your friends don't even deal with the God of your father it is good yes I'm not against fathers I believe in fatherhood you know many of you know that I celebrate the fathers in my life the reason we do Nikos is to celebrate the grace of God of men of God that, that will come and bless us many of them have been blessing to us for a long time we bring them again and again because we believe in the grace that flows from people that are above us but let me tell you you have to find God for yourself when it comes to God he wants to walk with you he doesn't want to walk with the God that all of us sang for here your God your God he wants to be your God he wants to be your God I love the way Ruth put it in Ruth chapter 1 and verse 16 he said entreat me not to stop from following you but I'm going to follow you and as I'm following you I will not just follow you but I will follow who you are following I will follow you but I will now distinguish your God shall be my God and it will not remain your God it will be my if it remains your God and it's not my God I'm in trouble because a day with day I say a day with day a day will come that it will, there will be a question mark because you have to prove if it's your God alright so God is saying this morning sincerely yours you start with me you have to be sincere with God. You have to be sincere with God. God sees everything about you. He knows everything about you. When you go to God, don't go and go to Him like Pastor E. He knows you as Emmanuel. He knows you. He knows what church members don't know. He knows what your wife may not even know. He knows your inner heart. In Psalm one thirty nine, He said, "Look, even if you went to hell, the, when we say God is omnipresent, He means that even in hell is there." It's not manifestedly present. There is no manifested presence of God in hell. But God is not ignorant of what's going on there. What does that mean? God is everywhere. So if God is everywhere, if God knows everything, don't hide from him. <laughs> in Genesis chapter 3, when he asked Adam, and said, Adam, where are you? You would have thought God was saying, I don't know where you are. I'm looking for you. Are you kidding me? He knew where he was. He just wanted Adam to also admit many times when we come to church like this it's not that god doesn't know where you are some of the words that you are hearing is so that you will admit and be honest with god so when i'm talking about sincerity be honest with god god helps those who are honest with him i will show up to you the way you show up to me if you are not honest with him he may not be able to help you the reason why jesus many times when he meets people and tells them what do you want me to do for you it's, it's a question of honesty it's a question of saying come out of your shell come out of your grave come out of your hiding why are you sowing fig leaves are you kidding me are you, are, you, I'm the only one that is 360 your own view can maybe be close to 90 degrees view or maybe you, some of you feel like you can see a lot you see 180 but you cannot be 360 you cannot see your back you cannot see things coming behind I see everything I see the one that has gone I see the one that's happening I see, I see everything so why are you hiding Somebody needs to hear God speaking to them this morning. Why are you hiding? Why are you hiding? I know, I know, I know church didn't live up to its name, but I didn't call you to church. I called you to me. I didn't call you to a, an organization. I called you to a personality. My relationship with you is not about being a member of one church. I signed this card. I, no, it's, it's much more than that. 
called you to me. It is me. It is me. The choir reminded us this morning that many things may happen, but he won't fail you. If your trust is in a system, if your trust is in a person, one day that person will fail you. It doesn't matter who the person. They may not mean to fail you, but as a human being, they will fail. You have to look unto him. And so this morning he's telling you, when it comes to sincerity, don't hide yourself from God. In Acts chapter 5, we read of this couple called Ananias and Sapphira. They sold their own land. They did transaction. And they said they were going to give God the money. It's their own money. Just like when it comes to finances, dealing with God, it's your money. Why? Just talk to him now. He's your father. You are him deal. Don't now be doing like you are. Why are you hiding? He knows what you have. He knows who you are. So stop playing games with him. He knows what you have. I believe if Cain, after he killed Abel, and God said, Where is Abel, your brother? And God said, Ah, God, please pardon me for this one. I'm going to say something that, you know, is sorry, is the maybe it's this man that came from Africa that brought it. Cain would have said, God, I beg. <laughs> or, God, I'm sorry. Do you know that? Do, do, I, I, this is my honest thought. He may not have gotten that verdict. If you come to God as you are and don't pretend, he will carry you. The story of the prodigal son is very, very true today. If the boy did not come, he will lose out. But because he came, the father received him. But he had to come. If he doesn't come, he won't receive him. And God is saying this morning, come. Come. Don't be like Ananias and Sapphira. Don't hide. I already know what happened. Just come to me talk to me and I will receive it so when it comes to sincerity you have to be sincere with God when it comes to sincerity you have to be sincere with yourself <laughs> this one is tough you have to be sincere with yourself remember we define sincerity as not believing a lie don't believe a lie about yourself you have to be sincere with yourself tell yourself the honest truth nobody can tell you the truth like you don't shun it away some of us we have seared our conscience there are sometimes that thing is telling you don't don't do you now do 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 that is no more talking it's just mute it's just like look you'll be you every time i talk to you is voicemail okay continue <laughs> that's what happens to many people don't lie to yourself don't lie to yourself sometimes when i want to pray and i'm sitting upstairs not even sitting i'm lying down on my bed and something will tell me i say tell yourself the truth if you really want to pray get on those feet go downstairs start walking around yes you are sleepy but be sincere with yourself because if you start doing that before long 20 30 minutes you will feel like praying the prayers anointing will come the reason many of us are filled is because we have been telling ourselves a lie you are not sincere with yourself even in life that's why you are filled you are not sincere with yourself the way you are preparing for the exam you will feel like that now it's the truth and it's not about eh, the, the devil is doing me this why are you saying the devil you you know what you're doing you know what you're doing you spend more time on on a movie you are you are preparing for exam and you are watching season movie ah it will be season failure <laughs> what what are you doing season movie I, so I was seeing one I was seeing something on Alexa the other day. I said, This one is not for me. 
because what I'm preparing for now, I can't afford this time. I have to be sincere with myself. I'll not be lying to myself. You know, I stay up late a lot. Sometimes I tell myself, but well, bros, you were up late, but you were not really praying. You, know? mm. you, were, you were browsing. You were checking. Check this book. Check that book. Then that check that post. And I, oh. ah, ah, obedient. Ah, ah, what is that? And there's nothing wrong with all of those things. But don't deceive yourself. Because you cannot come. That's why people people come and say, I put in so much work and God is saying, how much of productive work did you put in there? I, I work hard. What is work hard? Let's, 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 let's analyze it and be as frank with yourself as possible. Tell yourself the truth. Look yourself in the mirror. Don't bring yourself down, but don't put yourself on one pedestal that God didn't put you. So many people have lied to themselves. And God this morning is saying, be sincere with yourself. Don't be deceived. Don't be deluded. Don't allow self-deception. The greatest form of deception is self-deception. Believing a lie. Be deceiving yourself. Because let me tell you the truth. After you deceive yourself, you, when you start to deceive yourself, it, you will know you are deceiving yourself. After a while, you will not know again. <laughs> Your reality will now be deception. The Bible, the Bible said he now gave them over. Okay, be deceived. That's what the second Thessalonians was talking about. It was about the devil, you know, and the people that walk according to his spirit. He said, after a while, he now gives them to the, the spirit of delusion. You will now be seriously deluded. That's why you see all the crazy norms in our society. Crazy norms. All kinds of things. When somebody will say, I believe I'm a baby. He says, man, no. he believes he's a baby. And he wants to be eating baby milk you know and, and i mean some people like all those similar seri lack and for different reasons <laughs> i'm sorry but some people it was small when they were little so they are catching up it's okay says they catch up it's allowed but when you now say you're a baby by baby i need to go and in fact that's this thing i'm saying that we're laughing at so they say i need to now start wearing diapers and some people say well you know is self-deception it started small was permitted it now became a strong goal it's not supposed to be you have to be sincere with yourself you have to ask yourself Emmanuel who are you who are you who are you forget forget old Mike leave pastor alone who are you the Bible speaking in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5 it says examine yourself you need to be you need to know how to do what is called self-evaluation if you want to exceed expectation in life one of the things you can do for yourself is have periodic self-evaluation how am i using my time how am i using my money how am i using my mouth <laughs> how am i talking how am i talking to myself what is what, is this thing working how am i using my time how is my relationship with God? How is my relationship with my spouse? How is my relationship with the church? What am I giving? Am I giving what I should give? If we examine ourselves, many of us will figure out the error before others figure it out. Because they won't be as kind to you as you will be kind to yourself. If I find out that some part of my dressing, there's a wardrobe malfunction, I will be fairer to myself than the bloggers out there. Because the bloggers out there they will turn it into a meme hmm? <laughs> it will become a meme something trending on one maybe tiktok or something like that so i have to be self-conscious 
and examine myself the bible speaking oh excuse me uh, self-examination is in second corinthians 13 5 not second corinthians 10 5 second corinthians 13 5 says examine yourself and the reason why you want to examine yourself is this you want to catch things in their infancy because the bible says take no thoughts uh, it, it says it, it talks about the fact that we can bring down imagination and every eye thing that exalts itself so you can stop it before it stops you so you can think about what you are thinking about you can make sure that you are watching yourself because let me tell you the truth what you are sowing, you are going to reap it all you may not reap it today but you reap it we, we will we will reap what we sow I'm telling you Galatians chapter 6 verse 8 tells us that don't be mocked God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth so shall he if you sow to the flesh you will of the flesh reap corruption if you sow to the spirit you will of the spirit reap life everlasting you have to be sincere with God you have to be sincere with others you have to be sincere with others this part is also tricky too this part is also true many people are not sincere with others they are not sincere with others in their presence that's not good but mostly in their absence mostly in their absence I, I, I come from a culture that likes to I feel like we have small small talks and we call it all kinds of names concern prayer point but the Bible calls it backbiting and when you backbite you always be at the back I'm telling you anybody you backbite about you can't be in their front go and write it down you always be at the back you will those who make news are not the ones that tell the news they don't even watch the news most times news makers are not noise makers when you are making noise you probably are not making news so when you are making noise about news makers You'll be behind those newsmakers. So God is saying this morning, sincerity is with Him, is with yourself, is with other people. What is? It's all of us. So, so don't think, oh, Pastor is speaking. He's also speaking. I'm speaking to myself. Yeah, we are speaking. With God is telling us, just sincerely means be sincere with me, be sincere with you, be sincere with them. All this about biting talk about them in the back you do you know you don't solve any problem that way you don't solve it. they don't change you don't change but you get worse you hate them less you you love them less why talk about them when you can pray for them there are many things that we talk about we needed to give it to god to help those people because that person that you are talking about if you save them if you are able to help them they will be better I'm telling you some things that you are complaining about the best self does not know that it's a problem they've not seen themselves there are there are times I, I think it was last week's sermon I went to listen to it again and I quoted the scripture in my head I thought I gave them a particular reference when I saw it on the screen they gave me a reference and I corrected them they, you couldn't tell from my voice but I feel there was a little small frustration there and the frustration was like did you not hear me well but sir I didn't speak it well I said the wrong thing. I think I said Luke 19:17. I was supposed to say Luke 10:17. It sounds alike. It looks alike, but it's not the same thing. Do you know that's the situation of many people? 
those guys that you're backbiting, they, some of them make honest errors. Pray for them. And if you think it's something you can address, talk to them. There are too many people. If you come and tell them, this is what you did. This is many people, many people. And I'm not saying that it's all people. Many people. They will change course. They will course correct. They will course correct. But when they know that you are not for them, it will be hard. But if you come to them one on one, I just say, ah, and I think, don't you think, like my wife always helped me out with that kind of stuff. When I hear, don't you think, I know that something very profound is coming. And I receive it with all meekness and long suffering. Well, that's how I wish because sometimes I receive it with, ah, well, don't you think, ah, you don't you know I'm a man of God too? <laughs> but God is saying to us this morning, yours sincerely I'm sincere to God my father I'm sincere to myself then I'm sincere to my brother can we stand up this morning can we stand up this morning we are still talking about a more excellent way this is still also a way to exceed expectation it is to become a sincere person that's what 1 Corinthians 13 was saying especially towards the last part of verse 4 and down to verse 8 he's saying you have to be sincere you have to be a man you have to be a woman who is sincere to God, to yourself, and to others. I think we need to pray. I don't know which one, one of them you need to pray about. But speak to God in a few minutes. Just let him hear you. Speak to him. If you are not speaking to God, you are not sincere to yourself. All of us need to be speaking to him. Some of us need to be more sincere with God. Some of us with ourselves. Many of us with other people. There are people in our lives. Our children. Our spouse. Our church members. People in our workplace. We need to be a little more sincere with them. Yes, give them the same grace you give yourself. And you understand that God has called you to be your brother's keeper not your brother's killer not your brother's backbiter but your brother's keeper ask for grace this morning we'll receive grace this morning oh yes lord we receive grace yours sincerely to be sincere in our thoughts towards you towards ourselves and towards others to the praise and glory of your name in jesus mighty name amen I want everybody to put their hands on their chest. This is for everybody. We're going to just pray this prayer together. For God to help all of us. In the name of Jesus. Say, say with me. Say in the name of Jesus. Make it louder. Say in the name of Jesus. This week. This month. I want you. To make me sincere. Make me an authentic person. To you. To others. And to myself. In the name of Jesus in every way they have not that I have not been authentic I receive grace to change I receive grace to turn around I receive grace to do it better than I did it before I know it is done in Jesus name if you are excited about us say big game 